What is up, Daddy Gang? It is your single father, Alex Cooper, with Call Her Daddy. Happy birthday to me. Happy fucking Wednesday, wiener holes. It is your father, but most importantly, it's almost my fucking birthday. Welcome back to another episode of Call Her Daddy. It's about to be a little different this week. Why? Today I'm going to be answering some questions. 27 questions. Put down your fucking croissant, you whore. I know you're all excited. You're like, yay, it's a questions episode, sort of, but not really. Instead of going to France this week and answering your questions and giving you advice, I had a team of people select 27 questions for my 27th birthday that I'm going to be answering on this episode. I've never seen these questions. No one has prepped me and I don't have anything in front of me right now other than Henry and some Cheetos. I don't know. We're going to hopefully get something different out of me today and I hope you guys feel closer to me after we do these questions. Daddy gang, I give you 27 questions. Hello, daddy gang. This is 27 questions with Alex Cooper. I will be conducting this interview and I won't be going easy on your father. Are you ready? Question one. What's something you used to be embarrassed about? but don't give a shit about anymore. (laughs) Okay, coming in hot, getting right to it. Hello. Um, Something I was embarrassed about that I do not give a shit about anymore. That is a great kickoff question. Um, Every single man that I have dated in my life, I have lied about my middle name. And I have told them that my middle name is Beth. Alexandra Beth Cooper still to this day slim shady door number three still thinks it and it's no this is the most cringe he will text me like back in the day if we were having fights and he'd be like I love you Alexandra Beth Cooper and I'm like that's not my middle fucking name it's a fucking movie I love you Beth Cooper do you all remember that fucking movie the truth is is my middle name is Burns. Alexandra Burns Cooper. Burns was that last name. My parents gave me and my siblings all last names from our family lineage as our middle names, which now in hindsight that I'm looking at, I'm like, maybe it's kind of like unique and cool. But at the time I remember I was like, why can't it be Marie or Rose or Anne? Like I was like, give me that basic shit, mom. Dot Burns. Fucking Burnsy. <laughs> Start calling me Burnsy, baby. <laughs> so yes, that was something that I lied about for a very long time. And I was so embarrassed by it. And now I literally don't give a shit anymore. If anything, I'm happy. Fucking Burnsy, baby. All right, Burnsy. Question two. Are your boobs real? Are my boobs real? Yes, my boobs are real. Here, you heard it on the record here. My boobs are, in fact, real. Thank you. Fuck off. My boobs are real, my nose is real, and then everything else is fake. (laughs) Question three. What did your teachers say about you when you were in elementary school? What did my teachers say about me when I was in elementary school? Ugh. Alex <laughs> it was always it was always oh Alex I remember like my seventh grade teacher Mrs. Grabowski we weren't allowed to wear makeup and it was fucked up because like I was 
that was a time in my life where I was like maybe the most insecure. I was breaking out so bad and I was so insecure about it. And seventh grade is the time you start to realize boys. So like I remember trying to put some like light cover up on my acne and I will never forget she pulled me aside not even fully pulled me aside. Like people in class heard it and was like, I can tell you have makeup on. I'm going to bring you to the bathroom and you're going to wash it off. She made me go into the bathroom with her and scrub my face. And if anyone's ever had acne, imagine doing this in the middle of a school day when you don't have anything to like one, it's going to be red. Cause now it's like, it's raw. And then you don't have anything to cover it up with. And so I remember having to scrub my face and I went into the stall and started bawling my eyes out. And she was like, Alex, get back in class right now. And I was like hysterically crying. And I was so embarrassed and my whole face was broken out and I had to walk back into class. And it was like traumatizing. I remember I didn't go to school the next day. I like begged my mom, which she, my mom didn't, I didn't have to beg her. My mom was just like, I'm so sorry. And like, I remember like I would do things like I would like hold my drink kind of in front of my face when I was talking or like, yeah, put my like hand on my chin to like cover something. And like, I don't know. (laughs) What was the question? (laughs) What do your teachers think about you, Alex? How about what the fuck I think about them? Fuck you, Mrs. Grabowski. Question four. If you could go back and tell your 18 year old self three words, what would they be? I can go back and tell my 18-year-old self three words. Where was I at 18? Freshman year of college? I would probably say... I could say three words to myself. I would just stare at myself. (laughs) I would stare at myself and be like... Gluck, gluck, (laughs) 9,000. Like, baby, it's gonna make you... fucking rich one day bitch keep fucking sucking every mlb player's fucking cock every nhl i can dig you got it sweetie no can you imagine i'm just like gluck gluck 9000 but like actually no i would probably just look at myself and be like i would like wink and be like you made it yeah you did question five have you ever pulled off a catfish have i ever pulled off a catfish I feel like my biggest catfish was in high school. I was basically pulling like a Jenny Humphrey in Gossip Girl situation. So like I went to a private boarding prep school for high school, which my family could absolutely not afford. And so I got like a considered an academic scholarship, but it was actually for soccer. So I got like financial aid to go to the school. Um, And half the girls were driving like Maseratis, literally. And I didn't even have a car. I sometimes would borrow like my grandmother's car. RIP. Love you, Nana. And um, I was so embarrassed because I was driving this like grandmother's old white dinky car. And I would park blocks away from my high school and then walk to high school because I was like so embarrassed. Like it's crazy to look back on that now. And it's like, wait, where is the girl? Like call her daddy. Like I've always been confident in certain aspects, but like, damn, like I straight up like walked blocks to get to high school so that I would park far away. Like that's crazy. Like I was so embarrassed about my car, like the car that I had, that was my grandmother's car. Cause like my parents, what couldn't afford me a fucking car. Like 
that was actually probably the best thing that now I look back that I like had parents that wouldn't just buy me a fucking car when I'm in high school, you know? But at the time it was like, I was like so like annoyed that I didn't have those things. Yeah. Catfish. Definitely. I definitely pulled it off, but people definitely thought I was like a little, had a little bit more money than I actually had. And thankfully no one fucking called me out for like my fake Dolce and Gabbana bag. And I don't want to get also twisted. Like, don't get it wrong. My, my family was fine, but I'm explaining like the level of wealth at this high school. This high school literally cost more than some colleges. So I was just, I just felt very out of place. And I think in high school, you don't have that perspective yet. So like the surface level shit literally matters at the time to you. Question six. What was your AOL username? My first AOL username was minicooper8970 at AIM.com. Nobody called me Mini Cooper. I wanted them to call me Mini Cooper. <laughs> I wanted everyone to call me Mini Cooper. I was the youngest. It made sense. I wanted to have a Mini Cooper car when I grew up. It all made sense to me. No one would call me Mini Cooper. And I never got the Mini Cooper. Question seven. How were you asked to prom? How was I asked to prom in high school? So that's a great question. Um, I went to a few proms, each of them disasters, of course, (laughs) like what the fuck my senior year of my prom at my school, I went alone. Um, yep, I did go alone. Um, I remember my junior year started talking to this guy that went to this place called Holy Ghost Prep. Fuck you, Ryan. Um, he asked me, I, Went outside one day and there was the biggest teddy bear I've ever seen in my entire life. It was like one of those that you see at like Toys R Us and it had a huge bow on it and it was like prom question mark. And it was like that guy asked me and I was like, okay, this is stupid. Two weeks later, he and I got in a huge fight and he disinvited me and took someone else because he found out that I was talking to a good bit of other people as well. Full self-sabotage. I bought a dress, everything. And then he literally disinvited me. And, you know, that's probably it was that was I understood that. Um, And then for my actual the Pennington prom, I was dating this guy. He was like the biggest shit soccer player was supposed to go to UNC or whatever the fuck. And um, a little brain dead. He was one of the guys that literally got a tattoo on his body in a different language. And then everyone was like, wait, you spelled it wrong. That was kind of like the vibe and we love for that. Um, but like that was kind of like the like great guy, just like a little not there. Anyways, I basically was like, I'm not going to prom with you. I'm going to prom alone. And like maybe I'll see you at prom, but like I'm going to prom alone. I wore this like slutty black dress and I went with my best friend Anna um, and we both went solo and we had the best fucking prom. Maybe that's when like the wheels for caller daddy started spinning question eight how many people have you had sex with (laughs) 12 want to make it 13 question nine what did you do to deserve your biggest punishment from your parents what did you do to deserve your biggest punishment from your parents date dylan (laughs) um I literally was the definition of like 
the girl who had like the straight path and arrow like you got the scholarship and I was just trying to fuck it up my parents despised this guy he was older he did drugs he was sniffing aerosol cans he had a DUI um, suspended license and I was 16 so obviously my parents forbid me from seeing him and obviously I kept seeing him and so I pretended I was friends with this girl and I would go over to her house and then he would pick me up from there and it was literally like a system where like shout out to her Nadia love you she was like so supportive of it and I would literally like clockwork go to her house my parents would say bye have fun with Nadia and then two minutes later Dylan would come up in his car and pick me up and like finally my parents found out I remember the final straw was I told my mom I was sleeping at Nadia's she had was suspicious she pulled up in the morning was like hi I'm outside come outside you slept at Nadia's right and I was not at Nadia's because my sleepover was at Dylan's. And so the gig was up and I remember my punishment was my phone was taken away, all electronics gone. And I essentially didn't do shit for six months other than go to school and play soccer. And the absolute worst part was I destroyed my parents' uh, trust with me. That was sophomore year of high school. And by junior year, we were secretly back together. Question 10. What was the first time you got your heart broken? That guy I dated in high school. When I like showed up to the hospital. And he had a tube down his throat. And he was in a coma. probably that moment yeah his friend was driving his friend fell asleep at the wheel and they swerved off the road and kind of like you sometimes instinctually like put your seatbelt almost like under your armpit because you almost feel like it will be safer he did that they smashed into a tree and when they smashed into the tree the seatbelt being in that position essentially like ripped his insides and he was internally bleeding and he walked a mile up to get to a ramp walked up the ramp of the highway and then found someone at the um the gas station called an ambulance and by the time he got to the ambulance they did scans and he was internally bleeding all over his body and he was in such shock from the alcohol intake that like and the crash that he didn't even realize. So like they would have both probably died. So he gets to the hospital and then he was, they were like losing him and they put him in an induced coma. And I got a call from his twin sister. Um, and at the time we weren't on like the best terms and I hadn't talked to him in like a few days. And then my parents were away. Um, and I called my parents and was like, I need to go to the hospital in Philadelphia. Um, so I was like, can I please have Catherine drive me? That's my sister. Can I please, please have Catherine drive me down? Like, I promise this is it. I just, this, he could die. Like, I just want to see him. And like, I promise this is it. And my parents said yes. So my sister drove me down to the hospital. And I, um, I remember like every second of it. Like my sister was... My sister had been amazing and that was like one of our first really big like bonding experiences because like 
if you have a sister, you know, it's like ebbs and flows. Like you go through parts of your life and like you hate each other, you love each other, you hate each other. And like my sister with regard to that relationship was like the only person that I could go to. And like, I would confide in her and like, she would drive me to his house sometimes. And like, I remember shout out, sorry, but like she took me to get plan B one time. Like there was a lot of like sister trust there and, and she never broke it and never told my parents. And, um, so she drove me to the hospital in silence and I like wrote him a letter in the car and then I got to the hospital and I, I it's crazy because like I'm in high school I don't have my parents there with me like I've never experienced something like this and like basically his family was like let me go in alone and I see him with a tube down his throat like with cuts all over his face and I just started sobbing and I gave him the letter at the end of seeing him which was basically a goodbye letter when you think about heartbroken, it's like someone broke up with you. But in this instance, it was like after that accident, our relationship was over. And when he got out of the hospital and everything, I remember like I tried to be there for him, but things with him didn't change. So my senior year, we didn't speak But after that hospital incident, I wrote him 50. Oh my God. I'm like remembering this right now. I wrote him 55 letters throughout that year before I left for college. Fucking drama. I know. And they were like pages and pages of whatever I was feeling in the moment. And I remember the day before I left for Boston for college, I put them in a box and I drove over to his house and I left them on his front doorstep. And he still has all of those letters to this day. Question 11. How did you tell your parents you were starting Call Her Daddy? How did I tell my parents I was starting Call Her Daddy? That is a great question. I should ask my mom. Should I just call my mom? It's probably. Watch my mom doesn't answer me. Hello. Hi, you are currently on my podcast. I'm in the middle of recording. Okay. When did I like tell you that I was starting Call Her Daddy? Um, I think it was when you came back. From South by Southwest. Yeah, you called me and you were like, what do you think of this? And I was like, shit, do it. Because I didn't, I don't think I really gave you much like context though, right? No, you said we're just going to get on because you were doing your vlogs. Oh, right. And you were like, you know, I'm like, no, the vlogs are great. They're going over well. And you're like, yeah, this is like a totally different thing. This is just our voices. We're just talking. You know, we're going to. It's going to be maybe like kind of a little bit salacious. I'm like, yeah, whatever. You know, we're just going to talk about New York and all that. I'm <laughs> going to talk about New York. Thank you. Yeah. We're working now. This is your day off. No, we're currently recording. So I have to go. We're doing like a questions for my 27th birthday episode. Um, But OK, thank you. That was one of the questions. OK, bye. OK, so I guess I just casually called my mother. Not even a big sit down conversation. And you know what? Now that I do remember once I did call her once the like the first episode was like sexed uh, me. So I know it's real. 
And then the next one is if you're a five or a six, die for that dick. And then the third one is the Gluck Gluck 9000. Wait, my mom is calling me again. Hello. Hello. I do remember one thing because dad just came down. I do remember you were like, mom, dad, you have to promise not to listen to this. Oh, my God. I forgot about that. You have to promise me. And I was like, I swear to God. And I was like, oh, I'm listening to every single thing. (laughs) You're like downloading it first person. You're like, I listened. And dad was like, okay, so like, I can't even, I'm like, you can't listen at all. He's like, oh God, I don't want to listen. I'm like, and then I listened to the first one. I was like, you absolutely cannot listen to this. So I just remember you saying that you have to promise me that you will not listen to this. And every week I would say to you, no problem. And I listen to it immediately. <laughs> Okay, thank you, thank you. I know, because I, I was just looking at the episodes, and it was like, like, what, what did I think my parents were gonna fucking think I was re- like doing? Like, what? Right, and then you blamed it all on, like, oh my god, these are all her stories. Then I'm listening to it, and I'm like, oh, this is your whole college experience. <laughs> you're like, oh, I know who you're. You're like, I know who you're talking about. Thank you, mother. But you don't regret it, right? You, you're happy that you didn't stand in my way. 100% supportive day one. Thanks, Lore. Question 12. Okay, you're on death row. What's your final meal? Death row, last meal, what am I eating and drinking? Ooh, an appetizer, I think. I would either go French onion soup <laughs> with a side of my boyfriend's dick. But if I'm on death row, I'm going to assume he fu- I either killed him or he fucking left my ass. Um, I would probably go with some French onion soup for my main course. I'm going to then go for the chicken parm with spaghetti from Dantana's. And then for my dessert, I'm going Baskin Robbins gold ribbon ice cream which is like vanilla chocolate and caramel a drink i'm getting fucking straight tequila on the rocks casamigos reposado question 13 i'm feeling generous three people can join you for dinner before we give you the chair who are your guests oh i would obviously pick my mother no no relatives mr sexy zoo man and Laren are out too okay i would say number one is my childhood best friend I would invite Kristen she's a very soothing presence and I feel like she would just even if I fucking slaughtered someone Kristen would be there to coddle me then my second dinner guest I'm a I would almost go to say like Amy Winehouse I feel like there would be a performance while I'm eating my pasta she would just start fucking singing I would then put my pasta down her mouth she'd be singing a a catered version to me of they're trying to motherfucking kill you but I said yes 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 this is your last meal baby and she would almost like sing me into the death in like a good way so me Kristen Amy Winehouse um and then maybe sister Patricia kindergarten Uh, She was a um, nun, shout out, and she literally, like, shaped the formative years of my kindergarten. I just remember that woman, literally, I I used to go home to my mom and be like, I swear I see a halo over her head. And I thought she was the most unbelievable human being. And so Sister Patricia, I I believe she passed. So me, Amy Winehouse, Kristen, and Sister Patricia. (laughs)
What a combo! What the fuck? That's wild. Question 14. Okay, rap your favorite verse. Rap my favorite verse. Jesus Christ. Oh, it's definitely Nicki Minaj Bedrock. Okay, I get it. Let me think. I guess I can't do that. Okay, I get it. Let me think. I guess it's my turn. Then maybe it's time to put this pussy on your sideburns. I can't do that because that's literally the most cringe thing. But yes, Bedrock. <gasps> okay, I get it. Let me think. I guess it's my turn. Maybe it's time to put this pussy on your sideburns. You say I'm bad. She probably right. She fucking me like button downs on a Friday night. <laughs> He's saying, Nikki, don't stop. You're the bestest. And I just become enough the top as bestest. Question 15. Call a previous guest and ask them one of these questions. Call one of the guests that I've had on the podcast and ask them some of one of these questions. Okay, let me call Hannah Burner. What the fuck is up, bitch? Yes! <laughs> Hannah! Okay, listen, don't ask, just answer. What is something that you used to be embarrassed by that you don't give a shit about anymore? So I just ask answering for me. Yes, just for you. Okay, that I used to be embarrassed by, but now I don't give a shit anymore. Um, my When my pubic hairs come out of my bikini line. Oh, and you've just relinquished that. that you're just over it. <laughs> I'm just like, what? You've never seen pubic hair before? I love that. We, yeah, we grew up with Barbie dolls where they just don't have hair, and that's not real life. And I'm Italian, and I'm hairy, and people are going to have to live with it. People have to fucking deal with it. I respect that so much. Okay, bye. bye. Thank you so much, Hannah. Okay, thanks. <laughs> I love minute. you. I love you. <laughs> bye. I miss you, TTYL. <laughs> okay, I fucking love her. The fact that I can just, like, call Hannah Burton and be like, hi, don't ask fucking questions, answer. And she's just like, yep, okay, perfect. My bikini line? I love you, Hannah. Keep those fucking short and curlies long and straight, baby. Okay, next. Question 16. When did you first catch a cheater? When did I first catch a cheater? Oh, my signature fucking move. Okay. I have never told this story on Call Her Daddy. So it was my junior year of college. I start talking to Slim Shady. He flies me down to Port St. Lucie, Florida for spring training for the MLB. I am at a fucking muscle milk shoot with him on a random Sunday. And there's a trailer at this photo shoot while he's on the baseball field that I'm allowed to just sit in, eat food, chill out. I'm sitting in this fucking trailer and I'm bored as fuck. And then all of a sudden a phone buzzes and I turn to my right and I realize that Slim's phone is in the trailer and who the fuck is Ashley. Okay. So I immediately pick up his phone and I'm like, fuck, what could his passcode be? This idiot had the same Netflix password as his phone password, which is his fucking birthday. And then all of a sudden the phone opens and I will never forget this moment because it was like, oh, because listen, I've been there going through a phone when like your partner's like in the shower or peeing and it's like you, it's mission impossible. You're, it's a race for the clock of like, holy fuck, are they coming? Are they coming? In this moment, daddy gang, I am holding this man's phone. I just tried a passcode the first time and it fucking opened. And then I look up and I'm able to look through the trailer window 
and I am staring at this man. I have his location and I know he has an hour left of a photo shoot and I have his phone open in my hands. 19 year old Alex basically just came. So I remember I opened his phone and at this point we're not officially exclusively dating, but he had at this point been like, I am obsessed with you. I like, I am falling in love with you. Why won't you date me? Why won't you date me? And I kept saying, cause I, I bet you're talking to all these girls. And he kept saying, no, no, no. I open his phone, 25 fucking girls. He's at the moment texting and some, he's like, Hey, sorry, got to go to a photo shoot. Text you after. In this moment, a lot of you may have like taken a mental picture of these girls' names and the conversations. I took out my phone and took an actual picture of every single girl's name and at least four scrolls worth of each one of their conversations. I closed his phone. I closed my phone. I sat back in the trailer ate some chips, poured myself a muscle milk and greeted him when he opened the trailer saying he was done. Hi, baby. Oh my God. Let's go to dinner. Flash forward a year later and we're like now officially dating. I am out in New York City. I will never forget it with him, Lauren, some of our friends, and we are getting food after a night out. And I am like, wait, give me your phone. Like, let me text blah, 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 because my friend was going to hook up with his friend. And I go to text his friend that I'm close with, send the text. And then as we're roaming around the fucking cheese section, I just start to scroll through my boyfriend's phone. I see the name Ashley in his fucking phone and I'm like wait in my drunken state I'm like wait why do I feel like I know this name and I open the phone and they're talking about physical therapy okay because apparently this girl's like a physical therapist and I'm like this name this name this name we go back upstairs to our apartment and I confront him I'm like who is this Ashley in your phone and he's like it's a physical therapist girl like she's just helping me because this guy is always fucking hurt he like doesn't have a fucking career and I'm like what do you mean he's physical therapist okay this motherfucker goes to sleep I take out one of my seven fucking computers the one computer that I had uploaded and saved All of the fucking pictures that I took of his phone a year ago in Port St. Lucie in the trailer at the Muscle Milk shoot. And I open my fucking album. And there before my eyes is Ashley, the physical therapist with her fucking tits out. Here's um, a piece of advice, Slim. Maybe get a physical therapist that will actually fix your elbow, not your dick. Cheater fucking caught. Question 17. If you had Mr. Sexy Zoom Man's phone and passcode, would you look through it? If Mr. Sexy Zoom Man's phone was sitting right next to me and you guys gave me the passcode, would I look at it? I was faced with that decision the other night a little bit. Granted, I didn't know the passcode, but I, his eye, listen, if you are daddy gang, you know me and my iPad situation. Like, I always find these motherfuckers on the iPad. And so I'm in the kitchen and he's at a dinner and his iPad like buzzes. Old Alex would sit here and try really hard to like turn the iPad so it glimmers in the light so I could see where the most fingerprints match up to which number so I can try to hack in. And I would sit here and get it fucking disabled a couple times. And um, the answer is no, I wouldn't look. 
because I trust him. Question 18. If you could only listen to one song for the rest of your life, name that track. No one else can feel it for you. Only you can let it in. Um, If I could listen to one song for the rest of my life, yep, that would be it. Feel the rain on your skin. <laughs> Question 19. What's your favorite gift you've ever received? What is my favorite gift that I've ever received? I don't know why this comes to my mind and it's so fucking pathetic now, but let me tell you a little time where I thought I just received not only the most epic gift, but like worthy of bragging to everyone in my life about it. When I was dating the Red Sox player, I was... I was thriving, honestly, like sophomore year of college. My coach was a fucking cunt and I really was like, damn, I'm dating a fucking Red Sox player. And every day after or before his games, he would pick me up in his fucking Aston Martin in front of my coach. And I would basically be like, go fuck yourself. Junior year, I go on to Babcock Street. I get into 1019 dorm rooms for preseason. OK, and August 21st, like I fucking said, my birthday and he's like, I'm going to drop um, your gift off for you. Like, could you see me for a minute? And I'm like, yeah, like I'll be like leaving the ice bath at this time and like putting a bunch of makeup on to like make sure I like look good after soccer practice. So he comes by and he gives me gifts and he's like, like, happy birthday, Alex. Everyone is like, what did get you? Like, oh my God, like you're so lucky. Like, this is amazing. I have like three like bags and I'm like, what's happening? And I unwrap each of them. I open and he got me two watches and a designer backpack. Two, (laughs) again, this man owns an Aston Martin. Two (laughs) Michael Kors watches and a Michael Kors backpack. At the time, I was beaming. I'm like, oh my God, you guys got me a backpack and two watches. And all the girls are like, ah, and we're all freaking out. And I have like both watches on my wrist and I'm putting the backpack on like fucking Dora the Explorer walking past like the hockey player who's also at his fucking preseason in the dorm rooms. And he's like seeing me run down the fucking hall with a Michael Kors backpack on as if that meant shit. Flash forward to understanding now of that man's net worth and the cost of a fucking Michael Kors watch. This man should have been buying me a Rolex. And instead, I got two fucking Michael Kors watches from a man that made $16 million a fucking year. And again, no shade to Michael fucking Kors. It's just in relation to what that fuck. The guy literally owned like a fucking Rolls Royce and like the nicest fucking watches. And he got me a fucking Michael Kors watch and a fucking Michael Kors backpack. And you best believe I wore them all over fucking campus. And you also best believe that I kept the Michael Kors watch boxes. And I probably still have them in my fucking house to this day. Question 20. What's the biggest mistake you've ever made? What is the biggest mistake I have made? Um, Okay, I have it. And I can't take full blame for this mistake, but let me just tell you the story. Second grade, Alex, was 
introduced to sex by my parents telling me that sex is when people hug and kiss each other. Why I asked my parents, I think it was something about being the youngest. Like I was hearing about sex, I think like on the bus or something. And I was like, what is that? Like, I remember the big kids, I got to sit at the back cause my sister and my brother, but I didn't understand what sex was. So I went home one day and was like, mom, dad, like what's sex? And they were not ready to hear that from a fucking second grader. So they told, they ended up just being like, it's when someone hugs and kisses. So I showed up to class the next day and I told everyone in class that I had just had sex with my dad that morning (laughs) because he had hugged me goodbye for school. And I was like, I had sex with my dad this morning. Based on my teacher's facial reaction, I knew this was a mistake right away. Alex, come with me, sweetie, okay? (laughs) And walked me out of the room to the principal's office and they sat me down, called my parents and my parents literally had to come to the school and my mother, I've never seen my mom look so horrified. So although it was my mistake, really it was my fucking parents' fault. So I've I've never had sex with my dad. (laughs) But I have hugged him. Question 21. What's your favorite movie quote? Oh, definitely from Bridesmaids. Oh, fuck. It's spewing out of me like lava. And she's like, has diarrhea. <laughs> um, literally, she's like up on the sink. And then Kristen Wiig is like shitting in the toilet. And like Melissa McCarthy is literally up on the fucking sink, shitting her brains out. Yeah, that one. That was pretty good. Question 22. What's the strangest thing in your refrigerator? <laughs> what is the strangest thing in my refrigerator? <laughs> mold question 23 what was call her daddy almost named great question it actually came down to two call her daddy (laughs) or the voodoo clam (laughs) oh my god daddy gang you literally were (laughs) you guys were almost you guys were almost called. <laughs> I can't even say it. The, you guys were almost called the clam clan. <laughs> I mean, like clam chowder soup. The clam clan. What's up, clam clan? This is your lead crustacean, your main oyster, the big O. It's Al coming at you live with that goddamn voodoo clam. Question 24. When is the time you tried something new? Tell me a time that you tried something new. <laughs> okay. Um, tried something new. Would you guys rather me tell you about the first time that I went surfing or the first time that I masturbated with the toothbrush? Clam clan, you know what you want. You know what you want, you sick fucks. Yeah, the first time I ever really started masturbating was with my electric toothbrush. It was one of those like Oral-B delights. 10 out of 10 dentist recommended. 11 out of 10 clitoral stimulation. Still to this day, I will not lie. Sometimes I think about like bringing it back in just for nostalgia and the reminiscing on it. But it really is quite amazing. If you flip that thing over the back of the head and you put it on your clit, that buzz is amazing. And when you get, you know how the toothbrushes give you the little like 90 second buzz buzz you finished that's basically when I also would finish because it gives that actually like and it really powers up 
When I did realize, though, that I needed to graduate to an um, actual vibrator was the moment that I woke up in the morning and I walked into the bathroom and I looked at Slim Shady and then I zeroed in on his mouth and he was, in fact, using that orange Oral-B toothbrush to brush his teeth. How that pussy tastes, baby! So, yeah, then I ordered a vibrator. Question 25. What's a beauty product you can't live without? This is the easiest question you've asked me today. Burt's Bees pomegranate chapstick. It gives a little color to the lips. If I could have a second one, could I have a second one? No. (laughs) Okay, fuck you. I'm still going to have a second one. It would be bronzer. Currently, I'm using the uh, Hula bronzer. Question 26. What is something that you're looking forward to? Without a doubt... I am so fucking excited for Vegas. I have literally never been to fucking Vegas. I have never been on a private plane. And I also haven't had all of my friends in a group setting in this long. So it's going to be really fucking fun. I'm excited to celebrate. And now, like, the most immediate thing I'm excited for is right when I finish recording this, I'm getting in the car. And I'm I'm going to fucking LAX. And I am picking up Big Lair from Chicago. She's touching down. And we're going to start fucking shit up and prepping for the Vegas fucking weekend. And as much fun as this has been, sir, I'm realizing it feels right in my heart and in my vagina to have Lauren ask me the last 27th question for my 27th birthday. I'm going to fucking LAX. Bye. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. It is currently a parking lot at LAX. So, Lauren, I'll see you in 45 <gasps> fucking minutes. Excuse me, sir. Can you give me this lane? I'm trying to podcast. <laughs> sir. Beep, beep. Does my beeper not work? Oh, it does. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. This guy is literally driving a Denali HD, and he needs an actual stool attached to his fucking car to get up into his car. Bro. You're Denali HD. Oh my god, he has a toothpick in his mouth. His mustache is in fact touching the window. Where are we? Now we're at Terminal B? Hello. Hi, sweetie. Hi. So, are you outside? Um, I'm still waiting on my bag. <gasps> okay, okay, no, this is good to know because I'm about to get butt fucked. Okay. Okay, I just know that I'm going to have to wait. Take, a, take another lap? Yeah, so I'm actually going to try to, like, be an asshole and park somewhere until I get kicked out and just keep doing that. And then just text me immediately when you get your bag. Oh, here's one, maybe? Maybe not. How many, yeah, did, you, how many did you bring? Just two. Yes, there's one. Okay, okay. Um, nope, not mine. That's not mine. All right, I will see you soon. Okay, bye. Is there someone with a whistle? Oh, it is. The woman that's kicking me out. (laughs) Big Lair. Where are you at, girlfriend? Oh, I see her. Oh, I see her. Beep, beep, beep. There she is. I'm back. She's back. random and then i'll fill you in later but i'm literally recording the end of my podcast right now as we're sitting in la oh hey daddy gang this is that yes okay i know you have no context ask me the last fucking question of the episode so we can go to fucking vegas question 27 are you gonna have sex on the private plane (laughs) let's fucking go oh my god daddy gang that is it for this week's episode i'm sitting in lax traffic laren is here we are going to be chartering up the fucking pj mile high club baby and i will be getting my pussy fucked 
on the PJ. Daddy gang, you know the drill. I will see you fuckers in Vegas next Wednesday. Woo! Hey, uh, where's my invite? So pretty like, be on my pedal bike, be on my low scrunch, be on my echo whites. He's saying, Nikki, don't stop, you're the bestest. And I just become an off the top as bestest. Still rolling? Well, I was oh, just like rolling just in Molly. No, oh, are you? <laughs> are you rolling? Yeah, I took Molly before my plane. That's amazing. That's so classic. We, um, but how was your flight?